Howdy do, buckaroos. This is Greetings from the Uncanny Valley, the TV podcast from the Incomparable Network. Thank you to Jason and everyone in Incomparable for hosting us. We are totally mixing it up for the reaction show tonight. I told you guys last week to hold on to your hats because this week was going to be crazy town. And it is. And I will tell you why right now. First of all, I'm your host, Kelly Gamont. With me, not as always, is Don. Don is unable to make it tonight. It's a whole thing, and we'll talk about it later in the reaction, in the analysis show, I promise. But for right now, I have not one but two people, because that's how many people it takes to take his place. We are recording this live at WWDC, having just finished watching the episode, and uh, it's almost 11 o'clock at night. We're super late with this, I know. I'm really sorry, but it's been a really long week, and it's only Sunday night. So I'm going to introduce... Uh, I'm Actually, you know what? I'm going to let the two of you introduce yourselves. So Hi, I'm Curtis. Uh, I'm Curtis Patterson. And Curtis, you are an iOS developer, are you not? Yes, I am. And you make? Uh, an, an app called Slopes. Awesome. And Chris? Uh, I work for Eli Lilly. I do uh, medical device apps. Excellent. And uh, like I said, it took two people to replace Don tonight, but we all just finished watching the show together. This is episode seven of season two of Westworld called Less Escorches. And uh, I have no idea what that translates into in English, <laughs> but it really doesn't matter because we have so much other stuff to talk about with this episode. And we're going to start at the very beginning. We're going to set the timer for 20 minutes and it starts now. And we're going to start with the very, very first part, which is the previously on. And Curtis, I think you had strong feelings about this like me. Oh yeah. I've been loving what they've been doing the last two weeks. I Having no words and just music and beats. Oh man, that's my ideal previously on. Like just enough of a tease <laughs> to remind me what's going on. You don't have to spell it out for me. Just give me a reason to sit through it and not just want to skip them. And there's, and it's always uh, just what you need to know. It's always just, yeah, yeah. it's just surgical. Here's what, here's the important stuff you need to know from previous episodes. But they make yeah. it entertaining. Now, yeah, which is the right. best part. But it's very much like that thing in that place. Remember, this person yeah. was here, right. and this was what happened. Yeah, you know, and they just show that bit of it. It's very show don't tell. Yeah, like particularly, and part of the reason I love it is because I feel like we're getting a lot more moments in that previously than we do when they have to give us the bits of conversation that go along with that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So I feel like part of it is efficiency i feel like we're getting we're not only are we getting more in the previously but we're getting more per episode do you guys feel like that the last well, yeah there are a lot more threads to pull together even from season one that they have to pull yeah. in so like if they tried to have all the dialogue around all those things there's no way we'd be there for game of thrones level previously on and that's <laughs> th this way at least they're keeping it entertaining <laughs> yeah right, so no yeah not, nothing more to add yeah so that first of all, that was to me that was really really interesting to get it again and to get the the different flavor of it. But also, we got again we got a whole thing before the opening credits. Like we we've occasionally gotten like a bit of show and then opening credits, but this wasn't a bit of show. This was like a whole this is a whole thing. Yeah, you get to the point where you're like, oh right, the credits haven't rolled yet when they hit. You're just like, oh. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah, like about the time you settle in for like, this is happening. And then, oh, wait, no, it's not. You've got like 90 seconds to go do whatever it is you need to yeah. do. Because like, you know, even though you should be watching the opening cards because they're always really interesting. Um, so that was that was the thing that stood out to me this week was like the like everything before the opening credits was like. Yeah, it just hits the ground. Running. Yeah, it just goes right out of the gate. Yeah, absolutely. So. What I want to ask, like, overall, because we sort of end up talking about, like, the first thing that comes to mind, because it's a reaction show. 
So I want to find out what stood out to you, Curtis, most in this particular episode. I think the Maeve scene. The Maeve, yeah, definitely in the Maeve scene. When she tried to be Jedi Maeve and it didn't work. Oh, That was good. Because we've really never gotten any definition around when does Jedi Maeve work and when does Jedi Maeve not work. And it was really interesting to see it. Not because she figured out the language barrier thing. And okay, that was an obvious one. But we've never seen it tried on a Woken host. And Mm. it was really cool to see it first backfire, but then also see her adapt to the situation and still manage to turn him. So was was he fully woke? You know... Because it seemed like he also kind of woke up and regained some more memories of all the things that William had done to him while he was thinking about it. I don't know how... I don't know what his level of awareness was before she got a hold of him. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, I think he sort of... He may have been under the impression that he was friends with William, with the man in black. Yeah. Yeah. For a long time, or the man in black just told him that, or just the way the man in black has approached everything this season. You know, like, he busts into that wall in the cantina, you know, and hauls out that kit, and, you know, what's that? Cheating. Yeah. You know, like, there was that (laughs) moment of that. And so I feel like a little bit of it is is that they've just sort of gotten along really well this for this stretch. Right. Um... And since we're talking about Lawrence, I have to give this episode a half-point deduction for the utter lack of motherfucker out of Lawrence. (laughs) When he found out, when he remembered, when Maeve is like, oh, come on. Look him in the eye. And really just, you know, and then he stands there for a minute and you see it start to happen. Like, I absolutely expected one more, because the ones we've gotten from him that were impressive were the ones when... When the man in black did something great, you know, you know, are you trying to help these gentlemen straighten yeah. out their rope? Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to dig deep. It's going to be a tight fit for all three in there. You know, like all <laughs> this stuff that he that he has done. Like every time he does that for Lawrence, like Lawrence is super impressed, and it's like you know, and he's he's so he's like, wow, is like the motherfucker that he's giving. So I expected this one to be like, you son of a bitch, yeah. motherfucker, and then <laughs> it's not there. Yeah, yeah, and it kills me because Clinton College Junior is so great at delivering that line and making it mean whatever it needs to mean. Yeah. So I was really... De- I was, well, maybe they're saving it for something special. I hope so. It could be a one more thing kind of thing. They they know when to use it. Not all the time. <laughs> I hope so. Because but, so you do bring it's up, dear to my heart. You do bring up an interesting question of you. we weren't sure how woke he was because he didn't necessarily remember everything from before, but is that a requirement to waking up? Like... Those memories coming to the surface could be a thing that he's been awake for a while, but he just had to dig deep to access those things. But the suffering was enough to wake him up, even without the memory. Yeah. So it could be that he what, he has been awake for a couple episodes, who knows how long. Yeah. It's just he hasn't needed to reach for that. He's just mm. kind of going along with the game right now. Wow. It didn't matter. It, there, there was no benefit to him doing anything differently than what he was already doing, even yeah. if he's aware. Right. Yeah. And no one was forcing him to access those memories, so why would he bother? Motherfucker. There you so, go. You got it. So, so Maeve, so Maeve is now, in essence, a woke host detector. I mean, she's she can in a way, yeah. She yeah, can she, she knows because she, she can try the Jedi mind trick or whatever it is that oh. she can do on anybody and know immediately whether or not they're sentient or not. And that might be awareness. why Lee is so why Sizemore wants so bad to make sure that she's saved. Because I'm still convinced he's 60% weasel. Right. So, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. Because he's still got Chekhov's cell phone. Right. And <laughs> so I, I think there may be... 
I think that might be it is because he know he has seen her in action and knows that she can help the people advance the human cause in right. this. So he wants to turn her into oh, a weapon. Yeah, maybe not a detector, her, but a weapon, definitely. Oh, against yeah, yeah. her yeah, people, yeah, to yeah. air quote that. Yeah. Have her shut down yeah. everyone. Yeah, he wants the, he wants to have her work on, on his team, which, of course, she's never going to do. Which now I'm imagining... But if technicians have a way to get a hold... Like, how much can they do to her if she's incapacitated? Like, if, she mm-hmm. gets, if she's bricked from getting shot down... And they can go in and have their way with her bulk apperception and all these other things. Like maybe they can make her compliant and turn her into the, the the woke detector. Or let's go crazy here. Well, the cradle's gone. But they could put her in the cradle and Ford was issuing commands from there. What's yeah. to say she couldn't do a bunch of mesh network commands from there? And let's talk about Ford for a minute because... <laughs> didn't, didn't look like anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, we're pleased with you, you two in the room were just like going bad shit, and I'm like, what? It's just it's just Bernard walking down a hallway. What's wrong with that? <laughs> that sequence was so yes. well shot. Like, yeah. If yeah, if if I had been home watching this at, at my house, I would have backed that up and watched yeah. it two or three times yeah. too, because it was just amazing to watch. And shout out to Tom Bridge, because as we were watching and then Ford says, "Pick up the gun." I went, "Oh my God, it's P90X Bernard," which was what Tom was saying <laughs> when he was on when he was on the show with us about uh, Bernard picking up the gun and and yeah. losing it on everybody. And so it was interesting to watch how that came to pass. And it turns out it wasn't really Bernard who picked up the gun and was mowing people down. So let's be clear, right? Ford is no longer in the cradle. No. He is he's mobile. in Bernard's cradle. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's riding shotgun. Yeah, well, like you said, Ratatouille style. Yeah, on, he's gone, on Bernard. <laughs> he's gone full Ratatouille right. on Bernard, and <laughs> that was that was really. First of all, watching them act that was yeah. Yeah. stupendous, yeah. and just a testament to everyone on this show yeah. that that they can do that kind of stuff. I mean, every time, every time they have anybody playing a host who has to step into analysis and has to spin that on the dime like that is just so amazing to watch because you know that's not like CGI or well, anything like what did Rachel Evan that. would say on the late show like it's like the acting Olympics yes like to yeah. just drop it at a hat it's yeah. crazy yeah and Lewis Hertham who I know is one of Don's favorites so we have to give Peter Abernathy his yes. yeah he was just astounding in this episode so it wasn't clear to me what made him snap out of it what well she, she didn't get her said, chance to unlock the key or take no. the key out. So what's made him snap out of it? Was it just a, a crazy moment of lucidity? Could be, because he's had so. that before in the camp. Yeah, yeah, because she, remember she said it's tearing him apart. So I think he's back and forth. It's yeah. like when somebody has a, like a mental condition where right. they're, they're sort of in and then like maybe not so much. And I think that he just had a, moment, a, a lucid yeah. moment. And of she's the one who can usually in. trigger that for him. He, she's the one who can usually... Pull yeah, because I think, reality I think yeah. she is his cornerstone sure. because he, I mean, he comes out and says it in that beautiful throwback to season one. Yeah. With what happened uh, to that fearsome Nardu uh, well. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I was a little misty, I won't lie. <laughs> it was really, it was, it was really, and like that moment between the two of them as characters, not, not even like the acting piece of it, but just mm. that moment and having it go back to what that was and to have him basically look her in the eye and be like, yeah, I think I'm done. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is it, and and I have to go now. And that was just 
It was hard. But he's not dead. He's still with his brain. That's true. Right. So. Right, but... I guess this isn't Game of Thrones where you have to see the kill shot. Like, you have to see the brain squished. <laughs> like, there's a whole different requirement here for Westworld. Like, we almost thought was going to happen to... Uh, 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 the woman in charge. Teresa? Teresa, thank you. Yeah. Teresa, yeah, oh. We thought she was going to get brain squished. We thought for a minute yeah. Yeah. Dolores was going to finish her. But once again, the humans are finding ways to... Oh, Charlotte. Charlotte, I'm or sorry. Charlotte, yeah. Yeah. Yes, sorry. okay. Yeah, when Charlotte... I thought Charlotte oh. was going to go. And you know... For sure, in a horrible way. <laughs> I, and I wanted her to. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I yeah. really I, I really need something terrible to happen right. to Charlotte. So, my crazy theory... This is the crazy theory Between from... Charlotte and Stubbs and... Stubbs, right? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, William, all three had miraculous... Escape. Yeah, which is kind of a shame because I feel like we need a major death. Yeah, so like, something's got to happen. Something, so, someone major. Like, yes. uh, okay, Dolores is dead. Okay, but his brain's still there. But he's Technically not, not dead. Yeah, he's not really dead. Um, right. Only but, mostly dead. Yes. <laughs> and you know, we've seen Teddy's body earlier in the season, but that could be a fake out. Who knows what's going on there in that pile? Oh, yeah. Oh, I have a lot to say about yeah. yeah. I have a lot to say about Teddy in the water. But, but like, yeah, I feel like we need some major deaths. I feel like the stakes have to matter, and that kind of bugged well, me this episode with the miraculous, like, oh, we thought this person was going to die. Yes, it was like two or three times. Right. And that, how many times was a gun pulled on somebody at point blank range well, when, and then they get shot at a, at a right? A well, game Charlotte got out, mm-hmm. so, but <laughs> so damn it, and then Man in Black made it out. And then Maeve made it out, but I'm glad that she did. Be, I mean, we don't really well, know yeah, what's going to happen with yeah. her yet. But we know that she, the end of her was not finding out exactly what the limits of her Jedi yeah. powers are. Right. Yeah. So, Charlotte, I I need something to happen to her because things just keep going her way. and Too conveniently. They need to yeah. not. So... Tom is Tom is on this 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 theory train with me. Don is waving at this theory train as it leaves the station. That the reason Bernard's cornerstone memory is his son Charlie is because Arnold had a daughter Charlotte. Hmm. And that she was sick, but not terminal. And that's why that's the cornerstone memory that. Ford gave to Bernard. Interesting. So, because I feel like there's more, because regardless of whether oh. or not that's true, I feel like we're not done with Charlie yet, and I don't know why I think that, but there's there's a bigger part for Charlie to play. Okay. And it's just too coincidental for Charlotte, for the nickname for Charlotte to happen to be the name of Bernard's son, and let's be honest, as diversity goes, there's not a lot of not white people around yeah. in this cast. True. And well, it was interesting too that they flashed back to you know they, that was one of the yes. things they show the picture to his yeah. to his wife and his, and his yeah yeah so uh, that's a that's a that's a theory that I'm not a hundred percent on board with but I feel I know well I'm hundred <laughs> I want to call her Zoe because right yeah. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent convinced that the that we're not done with Charlie yet in mm-hmm. whatever form yeah. that takes yeah but. That it's might, possible that form is Charlotte. That might play out more now that we got the information that they spent years trying yeah. to figure out if Bernard would pass exactly. the test. There could be a lot coming up and in future episodes around that. why Charlotte isn't weirded out by the room full of Nardogs. Yes. Mm, yeah. Because if that was in fact her house, or something like her house, if... 
you know, if that was all the same, sort of the same story, that would make a difference. So that's a theory from this week. And my crazy ass theory from this week is that the shot that we got in the trailer of that beautiful library where the sun streams in the windows is Ford's, is not Ford's house, is Arnold's house, Mm -hmm. but... In Westworld. Yeah, Arnold's house, which is in West, in the park, which is the copy of Bernard's house out in Taiwan or Hong Kong or wherever it was. Um, that so that's my theory is that that's the reason that we have the shot of Dolores looking up from the book in the library is because it's that beautiful Frank Lloyd Wright house has that beautiful library in it and since we now know they spent years together there that would make sense that's gonna be a thing that we get from that later so that makes me feel better because that really was a shot that stood out to me because wow what a beautiful library that was that was really exciting to see and I go (laughs) We haven't seen it yet. Like, yeah. Two weeks ago, I was like, we're halfway through the season. Unless that happens that to right. be where everyone's going <laughs> is the only other thing. That library could somehow represent all the host data. Like thinking digital analog translation, like a Cradle 2.0. The and cradle. all those books are essentially the the information <laughs> well, from remember, the guests. But see, what made me think of it was the, the bit after Ford goes mobile when he says... The burning of the library didn't eliminate all of the stories. Oh, yeah. The stories uh, continue. And I went... Well, no, so unless... So somehow, all of a sudden, in my brain, my brain went, Kelly, that's the library! Unless he's, in this way, referring to where they store all the guest data. You're going to burn the library, which is all the guest stories, but the story will still continue. The stories will go on. Yeah. Because, remember, they said, like, it doesn't matter that we don't have backups. Like, we're, we don't want the backups right. because that is yeah, what make, yeah. that's what makes us free. Right. They, there are so chains, yeah. that, I knew that library thing was going to come back around, but all of a sudden it was him saying library that made me go, oh! So, yeah. so that's, that's my crazy theory for this week, which probably isn't really all that crazy. But So I had a crazy theory <laughs> mid-episode. Yes! I want to hear it! Well, not I crazy theory, that. but it faked me out. So when Bernard finally got to the control room, the way the blur of the background and Bernard, it made... And I'm really curious if this happened to you two. Really made it feel like one of those moments that Bernard was having where he was experiencing a memory that he wasn't actually there for. That he slipped. Yes. It wasn't until he punched the screen that I'm like, oh, okay, he's actually there and he's actually participating in this. But not the whole time. But everything else around him seemed to not be happening to him. He wasn't right. interacting with the scene right. and there was like this weird glow of light behind so, him. Well, and Ford was there too, which, so you, and you know he's not really Right, there. yeah. Right. So you mean like when, when, when Dolores is in the cemetery and we get that, that shot where no, no, it's I'm her talking... all alone, but then we come around and William is there from, like from season one. When because she's been on this loop of her own self discovery, and so we get a she's in one time frame here and in another time frame when the camera swings around the other. No, way. I mean when Bernard is actually breaking through to the control room. Let's like, see, we've been waiting for for everyone to get murdered by the map yes. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so one of those is, is not so that was not 100% linear, is what you're saying. Is at the time, I think it is now. But oh, okay. at the time, it definitely felt like we were experiencing another one of, like, when he found uh, whatever that beta room was, where yeah. he found um, Dolores, or not Dolores, uh, Delos, James yeah. Delos down there. Like, it yeah, felt yeah. like another one of those, where it's like, oh, he's not really here. Because nothing was interacting with him. No one was shooting him. And no see, one was stabbing him. Like I felt like there's something in that that I don't know what it is yet. But, yeah, it's... Unless like, somehow Ford is controlling the host through the mesh network still and like making sure to keep them away from, but I don't know. But yeah, it just felt odd. We how, can't put anything past him at this point because yeah, right, the man has right. not only had his consciousness uploaded 
But then he managed to make a portable version and then find a way to walk that portable version around the park. Yes. So I can't put anything past the man at this point. And he's going to want to protect Bernard's body at this point. Yes. So if right. he can pull a Maeve, he's going to pull a Maeve. Why, and why would he not? Yeah. 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 He has that power. So yeah. it just felt like something was going on in that scene that just wasn't quite... And it's, it could just be for dramatic action effect. Who knows? But, but I'm with you on that. He's a little I'm too like, impervious. There's more to that. There's there's more there, and I don't know what, but I feel like there is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's the same. Well, and it's the same sort of thing as like in season one when we find out that Bernard is a host, and then you go back and watch the first six yes. episodes again, yeah. and how they're like how they're very different when you know that. Yeah. And then when you watch episode ten, and you find out that this is how that that this is how Ford's body ends and then you go you know and like that he set all of this up all the way along yeah and you see and all the pieces on his table yeah. where he's like everyone's coming out of the woods and you're just like oh that's a beautiful set piece with a church no it's actually the attack from the final scene no, it's like, the, yes yeah. it's the end of all things yeah. and when you go back and watch the season again this is one of the things that i love about the show is when you go back and watch the first season once you watch the first season all the way through the first time and you're like oh my god what a great show but then you get to the end and now that you know what you know and you go back and watch again it's like you're watching a whole different show yeah. Now, once you go in armed with all that information, because once you know, then when you look at it, like you see yeah. all these little blinking signs yep. all the way. That's where I'm going to be really curious if they can pull that off with season two and make us go back and watch season one again. That'll be the really interesting thing. Like, are they always self-contained within the season or is there a way to make us rethink season one and flip that on its head too? That's where I'll give them extra credit. Well, we've is there seen anything else some we, we got to talk about yet? We've seen some of those moments. So... Yeah. Those are great. And that's time. <laughs> so. Uh, I feel like there's a million things we probably forgot. Well, there probably them. are. But I want to get, like, what your one standout moment is, and then we'll go ahead and call it. So, Why are you said mine? Chris owes his. Mine oh, was the gosh. Maeve moment. The Maeve moment. Yeah. What's your standout moment? Uh, when Ford took over Bernard and just, you know... Leveled, leveled all the guys. I mean, this won't be your fault. Pick up yeah. the gun. None yeah, of this is I'm your glad fault. we finally see what that line is for. That was good because they teased that in one of the trailers, mm-hmm. something like that. So yeah, that was. I was glad to see how that came about. Yeah, I think um, for me the moment in this one was uh, uh, Peter Abernathy and Dolores, and that that moment between them uh, to come yeah, back to season one. Yeah. Just because, like I keep talking about on this show, like a lot of stuff happens that's very big, and that moment between two people is like as small, small yeah. as a moment can be, and it really sort of drives home why Dolores is doing this, what what the stakes are for her in being able to keep agency over herself and what she can do and who she is and like what how those decisions are dictated. So, oh, I, I got another one. Yes, Sorry, I got a better one, and we didn't talk about <laughs> this either. One. Sorry. Uh, Again, it's when it's when Dolores and Maeve run into each other. When Dolores runs into Maeve laying on the table, that yeah. was that and was I intense. Thought, I thought Maeve was going to bite it right there. I thought she was going to say, "She said, you know, I can't. You, yeah, you're you're going to be used as a weapon against me. I can't let that happen." It's but, interesting though because when they last met, she, Dolores didn't seem all about giving Maeve a choice. Maeve was the one that was all about choice. Right. Yes, and this right. time around, this Dolores time was, is like, "This is where your well, choice is going to end it's, you." It's Maeve said, "They have my daughter and." Yes, that was the connection that made understands the family bond that she wants to. She just had to behead her dad, and so So, that's what what was the turning point there. Yeah, so that That was was exactly, and that was what all went into that moment between the two of them, which is why it was so intense. And like the stakes there were very high. Yeah. So, 
That was really great. I can't yeah. wait to spend more time talking about this because as soon as I hit stop, we're going to just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Chris, thank you so much. Where can the people find you? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm uh, at Chris Patterson on Twitter okay. and on uh, uh, micro.blog. Excellent. Curtis, about you? Uh, I am at parrots on Twitter. That's the plural of the bird. And same for micro.blog. And uh, as I tell you guys every week, you can find the show on the Tweety Box at Westworld Rewind. You can find me on Twitter as Verso. You should find me on microblog as Verso. And that's going to do it for our reaction show. This has been Greetings from the Uncanny Valley. Thank you to Jason and everyone at The Incomparable for hosting us. Please send all of your well wishes to Don so that uh, he has the strength to soldier through when we do the analysis show later in the week. Thank you so much for listening. Be excellent to each other. Mm-hmm.